Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout Podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condo with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr... Mr. Ben Errington. And we've also got back on the show, Mr. Spreadsheets himself, Mr. Andy Conduit-Tin. How's it going? Yeah, hey guys, I'm real good, thanks. So, Andy, <laughs> so what has been your favourite horror movie this year, and why is it hereditary? Oh, well... <laughs> They're if you like it, like, I don't know if you have actually seen it or not. Yet. There almost feels like there's a forced and correct answer there. <laughs> but um, no, I haven't seen Hereditary yet, but okay. I was very impatient. So I listened to your episode the other week to sort of spoil it. Well, to entirely spoil it for myself. <laughs> yeah. but, um, right. but I am but I am still going to go yeah. and pull a surprised face. I ended up like <laughs> listening to the episode about it because um, having seen the trailer, my wife was not up for going. She's oh, like, nah. Yeah. It looks it looks too horrible. So we went and saw Jurassic World, which was fine. Yeah, uh, Ben, you, you were telling me that like you've not stopped thinking about it. Is that still I've the not case? stopped thinking about it. I've not slept. Uh, I've not eaten. I'm just, I'm just shaking as like, yeah. every every spoonful of food comes towards my mouth. No, I've been like reading up on it a lot, watching a lot of videos, thinking about it a lot, listening to the soundtrack. Mm. And the more I do that, the more I kind of think it's probably one of my favourites of the year so far. And even though I gave it a B plus. Maybe a B plus. I mean, I could. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've still more of a think about it. I yeah. could even bump that up to an A. Uh, but yeah, right. Right. I quite like the it's fact too late that, for that. The audience. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too late, mate. It's already. It's, written, it's, it's already written, out there. It's written down now. You both gave it a B plus. Yeah. I think that was pretty good. I I, I stick with a B plus. It's um. Yeah. It's stationary in my yeah. Like, so yeah. for you, Ben, the the hype wave is getting bigger. Yeah, still building. I quite like it that audiences aren't really digging it as well. I like that. It makes me feel like that, you guys. You don't get it. On. You don't understand. Yeah, just yeah. Don't you just get don't it. get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a, 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 few, a few people I know have kind of seen it and they've gone, oh, yeah, it's rubbish, isn't it? And I go, well, I don't think it was actually. And they go, what? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I've had similar. Like, um, I think my um, some relatives went and saw it and I, oh, what did you think? I've heard it's really good. They're like, nah, rubbish. That's, uh. It's weird, isn't it? I, I think, I kind of feel like it's great for 
people who appreciate horror movie horror, horror cinema rather than like the conjuring and and those sort of scare roller coaster yeah. films i think, I, I think sorry go on i was just gonna say i still think it's got those elements as well so i don't understand quite the hate but yeah yeah i think there are there are a few different breeds of horror fan aren't there well probably absolutely loads but i think now you, you could probably split it down the middle now in terms of horror horror fans cat people you've got hot people cat people yeah. you got cat and, people and, people and not cat people you got cat you people. basically got people who enjoy dog getting people. jump scared <laughs> dog, dog people yeah uh you basically got people who enjoy jump scares and people who enjoy genuine like creepy atmosphere and it's kind of like people are kind of split into those sort of two camps where if unless there's something literally going rah in your face and making you kind of shit your pants yeah and they don't consider it like a real horror but something that's like proper creepy like hereditary with creepy atmosphere and kind yeah. of like slowly builds i like those jump scares where someone opens a cupboard and a cat yeah. jumps out or a cat people oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like a fake out <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's like the cat three or four times you give yeah. me an idea though ben with all this different types of horror mm. maybe one of these days i'll graduate from spreadsheets and i'll do a venn diagram Oh, 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 oh. Put the little logos in each of the little bits. Oh, oh what yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be an infographic and a half. Hold that, that, hold that thought. God. Mr. Sheets is evolving. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, have do, we'll have to do a whole episode on it. It's basically yeah. like it's basically like in School of Rock. Do you remember when he's writing down the history of rock on the, yeah. on the chalkboard and he's got all the arrows coming off of all that prog, <laughs> all this stuff? Uh, yeah, basically it's like that, but for for horror films. We'll do one of those. Maybe that can be um, after the list finish. Maybe we'll do a live show. Fill up an auditorium. We'll um, get a whiteboard, some laser yeah. pointers. What a time! Yeah. And here we Just... have point five of uh, horror jump scares number ten. Yeah. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before we get into the film of the week, uh, we need to pop out a couple of guffs. So uh, Andy, do you want to do the honors? Oh, in terms of horror this week guff wise um it's been it's been sparse apart from halloween the guffage has um, been sparse yeah it's been um obviously not getting enough horror fiber um <laughs> but, but um yeah we saw jurassic world the other day which i'd say at least the second half of it at least attempts to have a more of a horror atmosphere about it um you know in you know perhaps that mainstream jump scares and you know there are monsters in the dark kind of way but other than that, it's been um, yeah, not too not too much else on the. It was the good. Horror it, it, it did kind of like try and recapture some of the because there's a hell of a lot of the first film is horror oriented. Yeah. So it, at least it tried to sort of capture that in places. There was um, um, almost a recreation of some of the the bits in the kitchen of the first one, yeah. the original Jurassic Park, um, with the girl and the dumb waiter as well. I think there's there's obviously a lot yeah. of love for the originals in there. Yeah, of course, um, I, I recognise that too. Um, but there were a lot of scenes that kind of like felt almost like carbon copies of scenes from yeah. previous installments. Not necessarily in a good way. Like sometimes obviously good to to pay homage, but this kind of felt a little bit like, well, we've seen this before. Um, it felt it suffered from a bit of an identity crisis, I think. The film. Yeah, it's almost a film of of two halves. And saying that, I did really enjoy it. There were some really good moments in it, but I think of the whole film, if you just want a real good slice of it. Like the opening unconnected section is probably a really good standalone bit to it's watch. Great, hundred percent, yeah. yeah. I'd have really been on board. I'd have been on board for a lot more of that. that and that was really tense, and that was really sort of quite uh, terrifying. I find there were moments where I had a bit goosebumps a couple of times. Whoa, this bit. Yeah, I think it's because it was like it felt classic Jurassic Park because it was in the rain. People yeah. were wearing like yellow Max. Uh, it just kind of felt. 
it kind of felt right. But yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't know where they're going to take it next, but to be fair, it's going to have dinosaurs in it, so I'll probably go see it. I reckon just do like a Dino Riders film where people yeah. ride right on the back of dinosaurs and you know what they're used in wars and all this shit. It seems yeah. like that's the way it's going to go. Just dinosaur but... Planet of the Apes. Yeah, they could be like a post-apocalyptic style Dino Riders sort of thing. But are, are they going to do a trilogy? Is that the plan, or are they going to keep so. going? I, I, mean, I mean, I expect so. I mean, if it's been making a decent little bit of bunts, yeah, little bit of bunts, then I guess they'll keep keep going, keep going till the till everyone's dead. Talking about keeping going. What about you, Ben? Have you done a guff? Keep it, keeping them going. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of similar. Yeah. Uh, it's been one of those weeks where I've not consumed much, not just horror fiber, but any sort of any sort of real entertainment. Been watching a lot of football. You know, oh, that's right, kind yeah. of that's yeah. kind of been ruling really, ruling really my life. I mean, that's not a great excuse, but you know, it's once every four years. Talk about Germany's so. horror show today. Talk about today? Germany's horror show. Yeah, it was today. It was oh, topical. Yeah. <laughs> topical. Topical. It was it was today. So yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, that was wonderful. The last time Germany uh, exited the World Cup before England was in 1966. So what does that what does that tell you? Oh, don't get it's expectations. Football, it's football coming home, Ben. I've heard football people say that. It's definitely on its way home. Right. right, it's definitely set off. Set the airport. It's definitely, it's definitely yeah. put the sat nav coordination. It's put put the postcode in. Yeah. It's on its way back. So yeah, I've I've kind of been ruled by that, and uh, it's been it's been fun. I've been enjoying it. Mm. So 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 sorry. No, but what about you, Luke? Uh, I've watched a few things. I mean, the the thing that's sort of mainly horror based, I guess, was um, Battle Royale. Rewatched that. That's oh, yeah, um, I saw. that was like one of my sort of university films. Like, is that and. Requiem for a Dream films I had on DVD that I've just put on. You made like, it in university. I Jeez. made I made it, you know. Whoa! Just, uh, on a, on a that, weekend, man. yeah. Well, you know, you got to use your loans for something. Um, yeah. It's like I don't feel like horror. It's like dystopian horror, isn't it? I guess, but um, it's still holds up. It's still like a really great, like just dystopian school kids killing each other sort of film. Yeah, like, it's a great, great movie. Um, it's better than Hunger Games, isn't it? Yeah, I saw a like, quote. Someone said Suzanne Collins uh, was influenced, inspired by the war and somewhere to write the Hunger Games. And I was like, well, there's probably something to do with Battle Royale as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like... heard about the Battle Royale comparison. I remember when it came out, I was like, what is this? Because I obviously never heard of the Hunger Games because it was a new thing. Um, but I I read afterwards that when all the the claims that it was a you know Battle Royale ripoff came out, that um, she did make a statement, I believe, saying, "Oh no, I, I'd never read read it or heard of it." And after the um, after the, all this came out, people comparing them very strongly, she offered to read it so she could put the second and third books more different from it. Mm. But uh, her publisher said, "Now, nah, mate, um, because then you might be subtly influenced. So it's better not to read this thing that you're accidentally, completely accidentally, very <laughs> similar to." Yeah, but now did um, like the the game sort of. There's like PUBG and PUBG, Fortnite. Fortnite. Everything's Battle Royale Everything's based. Battle Royale now. How, yeah. many, how many Battle Royale films were there? Because there was definitely a second one. There was a second, second one, one yeah. that isn't anywhere near as good because the. It loses the entire I've... sort of con- conceit of the, the first film, which makes it so good. The second one, yeah. I remember just being uh, just a, a war. <laughs> like a story about like guerrilla warfare or something with like kids think, and teenagers. I think the second one is troubled because I. And, Apologies, I forget the guy's name, but the director that was like a super legendary film director who was directing films into his very old age, like died about halfway through. Right, so okay. someone else finished it. So it's a it's a bit of a confused 
um, story. Yeah, it's a long time since I've seen it, but Battle Royale, the first one, like it's one of those films that if you haven't seen it, then uh, you might accidentally do a Suzanne Collins. You might accidentally <laughs> rewrite it. So you better watch it. Oh, yeah, you better watch it now. Otherwise, uh, you probably shouldn't let you have to. Basically, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, you miss out. <laughs> if that's the rule, just make sure you get all the films watched before you make anything. Yeah, exactly. basically, don't make, don't write anything. Yeah. Don't make a film until you've watched all the films, and then yeah. you know you're not gonna have it. There's not gonna be a chance that you completely. There have been a couple times that I've gone to write something, and I thought, hmm, someone has to have done this before, so I just didn't write it. But you never know. You never. You might have been something completely original, but. Yeah. I always find crossovers really, you know, sort of really strange crossovers. You see, sometimes I remember once and I forget the episode that my my dad is super into Doctor Who and he was watching this Doctor Who episode and they did something to save the day. And I was like, isn't that like a Dragon Ball Z storyline? Oh, that's it, where everyone thought about him on a day and give them his energy. And I was oh, like, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's, how Goku beats, <laughs> that's how Goku beats everyone. That's how he grows his like... spirit bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has to put their hands up or something. Yeah, yeah give them a bit of energy and that's how he wins. Wave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also watched um, a film called Basket Case, which is a Frank Henenlotta film. Have you ever heard oh, of it? Or do you know much about it? Yes, or? I have. I haven't, I haven't watched it, but I know it's the one with the twin brother who's in a basket, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's a boggling oh, instead right, of a man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a boggling. Exactly right. Yeah. So he's um such a weird. It's obviously a very low budget film on set in in like a hotel in in New York. It sort of captures sort of New York really quite well. But uh, so it's about this. Uh, Siamese twin, and he's his brother's been cut off him. He's like a little wart, overgrown wart with arms and, and a face. But he looks so not alive. So when <laughs> when this thing starts like jumping on people, there's a lot of acting where people are holding onto the thing, attacking it, and they just sort of swing yeah. around the room. <laughs> but, but it's it's pretty pretty fun, I think. And um, I think it's a bit of a cult film. I think there's a lot of people at a certain time, maybe in the eighties or something, they watched this, and it was there. Yeah, one of the things that we watch over and over again. But I'd have to recommend it. It's on Shudder. Oh, uh, the first three films on Shudder. As I said, there are a couple out there. There is, there's a couple of Basket Case movies. I watched. I looked at the poster for the second one, and there was like Belial, who's the the little uh, growth thing. Boglin man. Boglin <laughs> man. And then there's um, other people with like curious shaped faces and stuff. And it looked like it, it was a bit of a a team up sort of thing, or a bit uh, of the a Basket Case posse. Yeah. Yeah, like night breed sort of thing going on or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But um, I definitely recommend it. It's fun, and it's uh, it's got some insane deaths that don't. And the screaming—that's what I remember. It's very loud. You know those films that just like constantly, constantly screaming, and you're like, Jesus yep. Christ, just constantly. <laughs> and I feel like I've reused the same sound effect over and over again too many times. But yeah, that's 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 my gust for the week. There's a couple of good ones. I also watched Swiss Army Man. I don't know if any you guys have seen that. It's not a horror. Oh, at all. I missed that. Is it any good? I was well. I think it's a little bit confused as to what the story is actually about. But the soundtrack and the way there's a Jurassic Park moment in Swiss Army Man that is the one of the best film moments I think I've seen. A Jurassic Park moment. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. But it's about a guy stranded on a deserted island. Um, yeah, yeah. And Daniel Radcliffe washes up. He's a he's a corpse, and then he starts a lot a lot of guffing actually, a lot of guffs in yeah. this film. It's pretty much that's the main thing of the film is Daniel Radcliffe when he farts when he when gas passes out of his dead body. Um, he starts to talk, and as um, the main guy, player Paul Dano, starts to explain to this dead body about what what human life and civilization is like, he starts to come back to life. It's a uh, it's a weird film, wow. uh, but the soundtrack I've not stopped listening to the soundtrack. It's how so did that good. get green? How did that get greenlit? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? 
Daniel Radcliffe, I bet. Like, oh, yeah, he was on board with it. They went, oh, Harry Potter's in it. Get on board. Yeah, but some of Daniel Radcliffe's acting in this is the best acting I've seen him do, do ever. Because he's and like he's, he's a dead he's face, dead and his body. face is like like swollen and sort of out of shape, but he's still like performing. It's, it's, it's yeah. kind of amazing. I mean, he's come he's come a long way, hasn't he, from when yeah. he was a child and was objectively awful. Um, yeah. To actually being really good now, I really liked him in The Woman in Black as well. Yeah, he's good in that. Yeah, and uh, Horns as well. I've not seen that. that. That's quite good. Um, yeah, so we crack on with the film of the week. Let's do it. So Hi. we're on number five. We, we're nearing the end. Uh, the end is, is upon us, I guess. Uh, so number five, Halloween from 1978. Uh, ben, have you got some gubbins? Got some gubbins. Always got some gubbins. So Halloween. Is a 1978 American slasher film directed and scored by John Carpenter, co-written with producer Deborah Hill, and starring Donald Pleasance and Jamie Lee Curtis in her film debut. Uh, so the film tells the story of serial killer Michael Myers as he stalks and kills teenage babysitters on Halloween night. Sounds a bit cliche. It does a little bit, yeah. Um, this is what Empire have to say. Many have tried to imitate John Carpenter's style and mood in the years since he carved his way into the horror pantheon, but few, if any, can match him. Inspired by Hitchcock, he found the scares lurking within suburbia, making them instantly relatable to the audience. And he's helped by a combination of the simple horror of Michael Myers and the naive yet tough charm of Jamie Lee Curtis' heroine. Uh, you can largely ignore the sequels with a soft spot for the third and reboot. Stick to the original, see the true master of the creepy tension-building story at work. Stream Halloween now with Amazon Video. Now that, <coughs> ignore that bit. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> it's interesting to put that in the review. But uh, yes, ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seven point eight out of ten on IMDb. Ben can't quite believe. Yeah, can't quite believe it's available well. on Amazon Video now. <laughs> the low, low prices, which is available. <laughs> oh man, do? I just can't believe it. I mean, is yeah. it available now? I mean, God, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I missed. I missed a trick. God, Jesus. <laughs> what was it? What was it on IMDb? Sorry, seven point. Uh, seven point eight. You know, it's classic IMDb. <laughs> seven point something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying I'm, I'm just kind of always amazed when it gets to eight. Or as a lower the six, which I think we've had a couple. Um, yeah. But yeah, so what are you guys like <clears throat> Halloweenies? Are you you big like Michael Myers people? Some people, like especially in our Facebook group, are big Halloween people. Like they they had to watch the trailer together mm. that, the, for the new one and that kind of thing. I've never been that person. Never been no. that for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really. I think the first Halloween film I saw was was uh, Halloween twenty years later, so H two O, which came out, which came out in ninety eight. So like, obviously, off of the back of the slasher film getting a bit of a resurgence with Scream and everything, obviously in ninety six, I believe. Um, obviously, we got loads of things like I know what we did last summer after that, and uh, this. So like, I was at the right sort of age to kind of start enjoying these films. So that was the first one I'd seen. Um, and I went back and I watched a few of those, a few Friday the 13th, but I've never been like massively into the sort of slasher genre. Um, yeah. So, so this was kind of like this, this, uh, even though I had seen this film before, this was, felt like a new experience. I didn't remember all that much about it. Yeah. I did, so he was the same for me. <coughs> when I saw. And I was big into those sort of meta slashes. Like, and then uh, there was Halloween resurrection not long after that, which I completely forgot about. So is that the, the one with Buster Rhymes yeah. beats him with karate? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I did watch that one, and I think that's maybe why I was like, Halloween's not for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not a fan of this. And then remade remade by Rob Zombie in 2007, is that correct? 
didn't watch didn't watch any of the Rob Zombie remakes. Yes, I think yeah. so. I've not seen either of them. So what I mean, I guess my question is why why are these sort of so prime feel like being remade? Because I wouldn't particularly say the the, the mythology and the lore is is all that interesting. I mean, feel free to completely shoot me down there. <laughs> I've seen a, a fair few slashes over the past year or so from around a similar sort of time. And after watching this, this one has the best meat in terms of you know Donald Pleasance and and uh, mm. and his and the the mental asylum and all that kind of background and stuff. And it it's definitely still <laughs> like a slasher. I don't think there's there's too much there. But I've, yeah. I was always I always used to watch Friday Thirteenth. But now that I've seen this, I do think there's more to this first Halloween than there is to a lot of the Friday Thirteenth films. But but still, I don't know. I mean, I can see why this is a classic, and I do I do enjoy watching it. But it's still not, and I will watch the the <clears throat> new one that comes out this Halloween. Yeah, yeah, because from seeing that trailer, that seemed—I mean, that does seem interesting. Not that, I, as I said, not that I'm massively knowledgeable when it comes to this franchise or everything. But obviously, I have a slight bit of knowledge to do with Michael Myers. I thought the plot seemed fairly interesting. Um, again, it does seem to like cherry pick from different films, doesn't it? And yeah, well, I think this might have been, this was like the one of the first of the, this is where everyone, everywhere cherry picked from. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Andy? Are you a Halloween um, fan? Yeah, I would say I am. Um, I've certainly enjoyed the movies. For me, just maybe just down to like the overall feelings on the franchise and the character involved. Um, I've always been big into slasher movies, but I think I find you can have a lot more fun with um, with Freddy and Jason because they the way those the way yeah. those franchises evolved. Um, you know the the cinematic moments are a lot more sort of bombastic and over the top, and there's some more comedy elements thrown in. Whereas um, for the most part, Halloween's always played it pretty straight. Um, and obviously, we'll get into it when we go through the movie. But um, you can see why it's iconic and everything now. But like watching this movie again to prepare to talk for this, um, it's actually like really understated in a lot of moments, and yeah. um, it's very it's a very efficient horror movie. I'd say nowadays, if you weren't paying actors and so on, you could probably recreate a lot of this film with pretty much zero budget, right? It's all done with, um, you know, really practical, really straight up, right up, you know, production techniques and how it's put together. The shots and the music things are particularly like, um, you know, notable and incredible, but as, as a fan of horror, I think if I was going to watch a movie with a bunch of friends and, you know, around the house, you're going to roar with laughter and so you probably go for something a little bit more over the top. Yeah. This is like a, a sort of quiet watch and enjoy type of horror movie. It's, it's more the, like I, Hitchcock than, yeah. um, than like Friday the 13th. It's, yeah, it's a bit absolutely. more like psycho But what are we going to say, Ben? The soundtrack does, a, I mean, does a lot. It just elevates everything, just just that extra step, doesn't it? Because it just, it's got that. Now that we're familiar with all of all of John Carpenter's work, yeah. now it just kind of takes it to that next level where it feels like even more of a classic. I've listened to that soundtrack far more than I've watched Halloween movies. Same here, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I was going to say, so I watched I watched a lot of slashes recently from a little bit later. They were inspired from this film. They had maybe the same budget or a little bit more, but none of them are as good in terms of just filmmaking like a lot of them are kind of shoddy <laughs> whereas this yeah. one like made for little to no money it just john carpenter's just so confident in everything feels very polished and well put together for something so low budget 
So where does this sit in his filmography? This is just, this is like a few years before the thing. Was the thing next? Uh, I don't. Mm, so I think it was a start on precinct thirteen, and then this. I believe I might be no, wrong. What was um, that? Sorry, it was Assault on Precinct Precinct Thirteen. I think was his first uh, super, yeah, yeah. super so late that was, budget. So, so that was that was seventy six. Yeah. Then it was this, and then yeah. So oh wait, wait, the next. Oh, he did the Fog, and then Escape yeah. from New York, and then the Thing. I mean, listen, listen to that for like a yeah eight, from eighty to eighty. You made it. I mean, he's making film pretty much every single year throughout the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Standard, isn't it? I liked um, the Howard Hawks original version of the Thing is in this film. They're watching it. Oh, yeah. Right. You just see the title credits. And I didn't realise, but the title credits were almost exactly the same as the title credits in like, the, the way they sort of unveil. Um, it's exactly the same as the John Carpenter's thing as well. But um, yeah, it's good. I mean, um, I, will, I will say in terms of acting, um, Donald Pleasance is like, <laughs> he's, he's almost too good. Because <laughs> everyone else is sort of like, obviously not, yeah, theatrically trained or whatever. Donald Pleasant, he adds like some like yeah. gravitas to every single line he says. There's a bit even when he's just like um, teasing some kids outside the house. I'm just like that. I believe that. But like everyone else, whenever they say a single <laughs> yeah. word, I'm like I don't. What? Yeah, you don't like that dog. I don't believe you. Like this words coming out. <laughs> yeah, they're not actually. He's like the dog. only one that really tries to deliver his lines. And obviously, if you think of the names now, it's very easy to forget that this is you know. Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie. Now, yeah. if you think, oh, she's an actress that's been in, you know, tens Halloween, of movies. H2O. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Halloween H two O, the new Halloween, at least three, <laughs> Freaky Friday. Um, oh yes, but um, but obviously at the time, this is her first movie, so she's much like the others, right? That she, yeah. maybe she's slightly better than some of the people that didn't go on to become huge stars. But um, yeah, Donald Pleasance, old Blofeld himself, does um, does a damn good job. Um, so a little bit of trivia, uh, just right from the get go, because we're talking about Donald Pleasance. Where was Donald Pleasance born? Where was he born? Yeah, a hospital. Uh, yes, but it wasn't what I'm looking for. <laughs> it's um, so he's born in 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 Worksop, which is like next door to Mansfield. And I was uh, All right. a bit blown away from that. Near to my, near to my hometown, Donald Pleasance. He didn't sound like he's from. Works up. People that people on works up don't sound like that, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's something to aim for for all of us, really. Um, cool. Okay, so uh, let's uh, jump into the the cast. Key players have got Donald Pleasance, like we said, he plays Doctor Loomis. He is, um, I guess, Michael Myers' psychiatrist or handler. He's yeah, been looking after him for what is it? How how many years? Is it thirteen years or something? Written it down. 15 years he spent um he said then he goes on he spent seven years trying to get him rehabilitated and then eight years trying to make sure he just never got out of prison again so he gave yeah. up yeah I, you're gonna go anywhere yeah uh, oh, that's well. a, lot, a lot of effort and that's a lot of years to dedicate to one person oh come on michael just yeah i think he made it worse and he's like i don't want you getting out because people are going to start thinking i'm bad at my job yeah. insane just the insane red stuff uh, inc- incurably <laughs> insane yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Schedule for lobotomy. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, like you said, um, plays Laurie Strode. Um, Laurie Strode, that name, there's a character, there's a combo character thing called Lupus Strode. Have you ever read? The, um, it's like a martial arts thing called The Case of Lupus Strode or something like that. Um, okay, check it out. But uh, this reminded me of the name. Um, and then a bunch of other people who probably 
there's Linda and Lindsay. I always get a, I can't tell you who which one is which, but these are like Nancy, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's friends. They were, I don't think they're very good friends in particular. They kind of they're a bit bit horrible to them, well, a bit they, annoying, aren't they? They smoked. Yeah. Uh, they bloody smoke, don't they? they do. I mean, yeah. That's the real killer. Some of them smoke in bed. The real yeah. oh, killer God. in the whole yeah. movie. Oh my God. Yeah, I, there was a, there's a little bit of inconsistency with the names. Maybe I wasn't paying proper attention, but we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll come to it because there's one line that comes up very weird in about halfway through the movie, and I was like, you what? <laughs> is this okay, oh yeah well i might know what you mean uh we'll talk about yeah. it. um well, is there, there's a there's a lorry a linda and a Lindsay, right Lindsay's the Lindsay's the little girl oh yeah the really right. the really oh, ignorant little girl who doesn't right, answer okay. the phone yeah. annie is the slutty mate that is banging on about not having sex all the time when she's having to babysit and it's like oh only yeah. trick or treat only trick or treating i'm getting tonight and, oh i've spilled some <laughs> Spilt some butter on myself, so I better strip strip off literally to my pants. <laughs> yeah, and then Linda must be the um, the blonde the blonde friend with who, um, who has hanky panky in the in the yeah baby. with with Bob with Bob okay um, <laughs> bad Bob. So I mean, none of these people. I don't think they went on to do much after this. I obviously, I don't think Halloween uh, acting was their. Uh, Big goal in life. Who knows? I hope they all went on to do other stuff, gardening or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, so the film opens. Um, it's Halloween night. It's all the POV shot. Very Evil Dead. Um, it's we're in a place called Haddonfield. Um, we've got uh, basically Michael as a kid, putting a clown mask and stabbing. <laughs> He nips upstairs, and I I was watching through there when it first comes up, when it first comes up the POV shot shows like a couple run upstairs to bed, isn't it? And then the lights go off because they've obviously got some type of for teenagers attractive young teenagers body dysmorphia because they're gonna go upstairs lights straight off no, no lights on yeah. <laughs> uh, lights off no, don't look at me and then two minutes later the time it takes Michael to walk around the house and go inside. Um, the guy's heading out. He's getting his shirt back on. And he's <laughs> like, like, wow, yeah. <laughs> see you like, later. Well, yeah, I mean, like, well, see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> well, I'm finished. What? What else? What else? What other reason is there for me to be here? Well, we could just like cuddle and talk. And then, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. Don't even see me to the door. Bye. <laughs> and then he's. Um, and then he's, he's yeah. He's off on his merry way. And then the. The, the girl in the situation is still in her pants upstairs. That's why she didn't come see him to the door, I, de- I guess, not yeah. dressed. Takes her a bit longer because she's got to do a bra up, I guess. But yeah. um, And then um, old Michael Myers nips in and gives her a stabbing, doesn't he? Stabs one off. Right <laughs> on he, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite brutal, I think. I can't remember yeah. what happens now. Uh, but we see through his point of view. There was a bit where... So we're seeing through his point of view and he's stabbing. And he kind of like looks off the corner good, of the room, and he's yeah. still—you see his hand stabbing. If you're stabbing someone, you're on you're on focus. Surely you're not yeah, like he just he just got uh, distracted, and he was like, yeah. "What's going on over there?" He's just having a nice stabbing. Yeah. And then he goes back downstairs, and this is our first reveal, isn't it? Because a car pulls up as he's get as he's nipping out with his knife and his clown outfit, and his we assume it's his mom and dad, right? They they come yeah. home and are like, "You gassed. killed your babysitter slash." Like, sister, all right. Yeah, sister. and then it's like gasp. 
what what what's this michael and then it comes out of pov mode and he's they pull the mask off and he's just a wee boy of six yeah but then his parents don't then ask any follow-up questions they don't know there's been a murder yeah. they just him I'm in the street like knife, a thousand go, yard stare yeah like and they go, michael and yeah. then just stand there looking at him in silence and then he goes every year children murder the babysitters because of video games yeah. It's a little PSA. Um, <laughs> and then we cut to, uh, what, sorry, 15 years later, as we previously discussed. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, okay, yeah, so now we're with Dr. Loomis, and he's um, the driving through the dark. I think it's raining. It's um, a tipping it down. It's Jurassic Park style rain. He's talking to this, this woman, and she's, uh, I think she's a nurse. She's going to take Michael to prison or something right he's or... going for a parole hearing isn't he and then um right. they're saying oh what am i going to give him so i'll give him this massive dose of horse tranquilizers yeah so he'll barely be able to sit up and he's like oh that's the point because yeah. i'm trying to fuck him over so he never gets out yeah he won't get to get a say at all in his hearing but, yeah. um so we get we get the impression that like he's almost supernatural in the way Doctor Loomis is talking about him. He's not he's not human. He's not real. Yeah, he just he describes him as a monster, doesn't he? I'm not sure if it's it's here. I know this is the bit where very sensitive to mental health issues. The the nurse lady goes, ah, oh, it's that gibbering that I can't. It's the gibbering that does my head in. And he's like, oh, it's all right. He hadn't, he hadn't spoken for years, so that's good. Um, <laughs> And is it this bit or later when he says, "Oh, he's got like a, he's got the eyes of evil, just just black eyes and um, sharp yeah, eyes, the it's eyes of the devil." It's weird because when we see him later on, uh, he's like a dude to me. Yeah, he's like a typical dude. But just um, a guy with slightly lazy eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the devil's eyes. <laughs> they they sort of pull up outside of this place, and um, I think the lights are off or. The inmates have escaped. They just they just see a couple of inmates like milling about in the rain, and yeah, they don't immediately notice it's a mist. The nurse lady goes, "They let them outside." There's a well, neither pouring rain. They don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they so then um, Donald Pleasance, Doctor Loomis goes to the security gate to try and um, phone up what's happening, and while he's making that call, about a meter away from the car. Um, someone jumps on the roof and pulls the well, spooks the lady into getting out, doesn't? Yeah, doesn't he does. He does the ugga bugger hand. He just like yeah, throwing yeah. hand up, like like he's trying to tango her, but not quite. It's like, yeah, not, <laughs> it's like pretending his hand's a bat in her hair or something, just flicking yeah. it around. I'm gonna mess your hair up, and he starts twiddling your hair and stuff and curls. And she's like, oh, she's like, now, nah, mate, don't. And she <laughs> yeah, just add this did, and then she just add this did, and she put she just slams on the accelerator or the reverse or something, right? Yeah, she like sort of screeches about the place a little bit, does a three point turn, luckily, which is handy in a moment for Michael's escape. She does a panic three point turn and then tumbles out of the car. Michael Myers then gets into the car, and um, despite the fact he's been incarcerated since he was six years old. <laughs> drives drives away very efficiently. Um, I guess herein lies the issue of the fact that most American cars are automatics, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it was, if he, yeah, I guess. If, yeah. if he, if this had been the UK, he wouldn't have got away. He'd have been kangarooing down exactly. the road, trying to get out of first, <laughs> stalling it. <laughs> just see his hand. One, one sec, just going again. Captured, and then it'd be Sorry. like you know. Busted. Worst thing that would have happened would have been, oh, 
one of the orderlies lost their job for letting him out in the first place. But thankfully, having been in prison since he was six, he didn't know how to drive. Yeah. Uh, well, did, we get, did we even get a good look at him at this point? No, we didn't see him for uh, a, a we long just, time, do we? We just see him. We just see that there's a tall man. Um, we don't really see his face because he's sort of obscured by the the rain coming down the the windows of the car. When you just see the shape jump on the top, yeah. and then he um, you just see his hand wibble wobble through the window. <laughs> Wait, is that Michael's hand wibble wobbly? I thought yeah, that was a is. random insane person's hand. Oh, I think it's I think it, unless he had a, an accomplice, I assumed that was Michael. I guess because there was insane. Well, they didn't have to be insane, but they were just out people inmates out about. Milling about yeah. in the rain. I just put one of them in monkey jumped on top and just. Oh, uh, so he used jumps. another person wibble wobbling her to <laughs> to get in, and then he's like, "Right, now's my chance. I'll I'll nick a car." I think I prefer the idea of beating Michael. I like the fact that he's got the wibble wobble technique. <laughs> is that right? The film, he's very the, otherwise, he just drove off on his own and didn't take his accomplice with him, which is out of order. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for the help, mate. Bye. What are you doing? So, he's probably picked that up, that abrupt exit from that um, the boyfriend of the girl he killed. So, oh, well, after you've got what you want from someone, you leave immediately. Yeah, in and out. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. What? He drives off, uh, heads back to Haddonfield, a place where um, where he, he lived originally, fifteen years back. Um, apparently, he gets put like a part-time job as a mechanic and the William Shatner impersonator or something. The next yeah. time we see him, he's got like uh, overalls and a. Do you find out how he got the overalls? Is there like a he just ki- kills a mechanic, doesn't he? Like kills him, steals his overalls. Yeah, you, you hear that a shop has been robbed later on, and they said, "Oh, all they took was um, a mask, some rope, and some knives." But the um, the overalls aren't covered in uh, um, okay. in, yeah. the, in the theft. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's weird though, because when well, if something like happens like that, it's really specific for them to know exactly what he took. Like someone, someone's broken in, but it doesn't look like they've taken. Oh, I've taken that mask, and there's definitely twelve knives there, and now there's ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and a little it's bit so of rope. For insurance purposes, it was so good they had the robbery the day after stock take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just it an inventory. It was fine. This rope, the, the twenty-four meters of this rope, there was. Yeah. And it's only twelve. Damn it. He cut a very specific amount that he wanted. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to take the piss, you know. I mean, uh, I know I'm off to murder some people, but I don't want to like ruin a small business. <laughs> take what you need, because obviously he's very attached to that community. He doesn't want to see the town suffer. Yeah. Just, no, just, just the people who live there. Yeah. What uh, does he use the rope? Because I'm trying to think. The only time I see him using something is a telephone wire. He he must use it later on because for the jump scare later when um, Bob comes swinging down oh, like okay. an acrobat, <laughs> he must have used it to hang him up. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. So the next the next scene we've got um I think we're introduced to Laurie Strode, our main character. She's yeah dropping off a. She's got she's... little kids. She babysits. And he's and he's got a lot of activities. Oh, <laughs> spill your drink. I did just spill my drink. Wait there. God. Oh God. <laughs> it's all good. Right, literally, on the, on the, literally on the laptop as well. It's all right, carry on. So, um, oh, Ben's drying up. So, this is the point where we meet Laurie for the first time, like you say, and she is chatting to the kid that she's going to be babysitting that evening, and he has got a lot of things planned. He was like, "Oh yeah." So, are we gonna are we gonna carve a pumpkin? Yeah, we are. And we're gonna watch the movie marathon. Yep. And we're gonna make popcorn. Yep. Yeah. And we're gonna sort out cold fusion. Absolutely. <laughs> and, <laughs> get that, get 
They also do, do this weird thing where they, uh, uh, they're watching a film and then they go, uh, this is later on, they're watching a the film and then they go and do the pumpkin and they go, should we watch the rest of the film? I'm like, you must have missed at least 45 minutes of the film. Yeah, and it's 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 Halloween night. It's on live. You haven't got this on, yeah. you know, on this Betamax. Yeah, it's Netflix. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe that was, you know, the um, the forward-thinking nature of the film. Yeah. Filmmakers. Yeah. Um, they knew. How's your laptop, Ben? Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. Oh, what I was doing then was I was I was dispersing water into my hand and then rubbing it on my back. Got a bit of a sweaty back. It is incredibly warm. <laughs> and then uh, I got carried away. And then laptop covered in water. I think it's all right. Nice to clean it every now and again. Yeah. Um, it's nice to clean it's water, not a, not a sticky drink. Not yeah. a sticky drink. Yeah. yeah. You've got to clean it now and again. Sometimes I just get in, get in the shower with it or get, have a bath with it. Yeah. Just to make sure it's all right, you know. And I think it is. Cool. Well, we um, can still hear you, so you haven't exploded. Okay, so um, so Laurie drops off her, her, her ward, her little kid. And then it's uh, off to school, I guess. I think she meets her... Oh, no, so she sees Michael Myers standing behind a bush. Yeah. Oh, well, I think she... this is a bit where he... That's after they're chatting a bit later on. I think right now, Michael Myers just sees her. And this is one of the interesting sort of shot techniques they have here in the film. Because obviously, every time Michael Myers is on screen, the, the music comes in. But um, as he's watching her, like, it's a really, really long shot. Like, she walks all the way down that street, and he's just there, like, having a little watch. Well, does he does he see her drop off? She drops off a key, like, at his former house. Oh, um, is that where, is that the the significance? I may be missing The significance, that I think, yeah. Um, oh, and someone, dad's going to sell it or something. Dad's going to sell the house, yeah, yes. that's right. But then, so then, obviously, throughout the day, she notices Michael Myers just randomly appearing in different... Yeah, because he, he watches them for a little bit because then in the next scene we sort of follow her to school, don't we, where we see her sitting through the lesson and um, unlike a lot of other teenagers that are you know daydreaming and messing about in class, she actually answers the teacher's question. But then we go outside the school where the little, um, the little boy is being bullied by some no-good no good bully kids. Yeah. Um, who, unusually for a film like this, don't get their comeuppance at all. They... Um, that's a good point. They, well, they, one of them runs into Michael later yeah, on. He just, but... he just gives him a reassuring little hold on the shoulders, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on your way, lad. It, Go on. If you, if you <laughs> need another bully to join in with you, I'm right here. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> Either that or like, don't, don't run, mate. It's, uh, yeah, it's you could have bumped into me then. Yeah. Went into me. Fucking nads, lad. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so... Um, yeah, we introduced to uh, Thingy's friend as well. The the main friend, I guess, is the main friend Nancy, the one with the butter on the top. I think there's that's Nancy. A- there's Annie and there's Linda. Nancy's Nightmare on Elm Street. Right, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Linda and um, and Annie, and they're talking about how poor old frumpy Laurie's never going to get a date unless she puts herself out there, and. Yeah. They they're putting together all their plans because they all they're all doing some combination of babysitting or or sleeping with boyfriends that it's evening. It's either up. or, isn't it really? Babysitting yeah. and shagging combo. You've got to get involved. You can't do one without the other. Yeah. But um, that's what that's what they're sort of planning. And then this is where Michael Myers cruises past in his like mental asylum car again. Um, and this is another moment that I picked up on as well because like he drives past and then I think it's Annie shouts. Oi, dickhead, like, 
speed kills, you know, and he's driving past at like 15 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He so, just, they look at him, he goes... <laughs> and then because the music comes on, I imagine that he's actually got that blaring out of his radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then maybe, maybe, it is a gear, maybe it is a geared car, because I'm sure he stalls the car at this point. <laughs> and he has yeah, to get yeah, it going shouts, again. Beat you just hear him go, shit, oh, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> So I think one of the main points about Laurie is that she's um, the main difference is that she is good in the sense of she's innocent. She's uh, doesn't smoke. Yeah. Um, oh, she has a she has a little blast on a mate's cigarette. She has a little blast on a crack pipe off screen. Yeah. Yeah. Hands a couple of those darts. Yeah. Yeah, I think she did do a couple of lines as well when she was doing the popcorn or the, um, the pumpkin. But um, she, uh, <laughs> so she's good, and I think um, the other two are. I mean, I think this sort of idea came from this film. The innocent one is the final girl, or yeah, it came somewhere, somewhere yeah. else. I think this has got to be, if not the first, a very early example, right? Because she's the one that doesn't have a boyfriend and isn't working on dates, whereas the other two are directly planning how much rutting they're going to do this evening. Yeah. Uh- on, on Wikipedia, there's a bit uh, where John Carpenter, they say to John Carpenter, Why, um, is that what this film is about? Like, the good person doesn't get tortured, it doesn't get killed while the others do. And he said, No, nah, it's just, just how it came out. So I said, It must be like a subconscious thing there where the innocent person is. John Carpenter wasn't getting laid at the time. He was like, Everyone who has sex deserves to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the time, he was wearing a lot of William Shatner masks. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, so what happens next? So um, so we sort of, we go through, let me, uh, this is the, after that discussion, that's when... Um, we have a couple of little filler scenes. One where they go and talk to the dad of Annie, who is the sheriff, who talks them through the very, very specific robbery of those items of the store that just had its inventory taken. Yeah. And um, we also have um, Dr. Loomis 
you know, normally you have films like this where people don't take the kids seriously in The Sinister Force. This is the film where people don't take the very qualified doctor seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's having a chat with the people who run the hospital. And he's like, mate, he's the most dangerous prisoner ever. And he's like, is well, he? It's like, is he? Is he really? Is he? He's, he's going to go back to that town where he's from. Uh, well, so you say, mate. And then, well, you've got to phone the sheriff. I ain't got to do nothing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you should have been more careful. And I, I like, just no. do my shift and I clock out and get out of here. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. <laughs> and um, and then I think that I think we also have in what is a very similar sort of time frame, because again, this is a film before mobiles were invented. Donald Pleasance on the drive. Because I think the the hospital man says, "Oh, it's hour and a half drive to that place. Like you'll never get all that way." And while well, well, uh, Doctor Loomis is on the way, there he phones the sheriff's office and says, "Massive murderer coming your way, mate. Um, I'll come and I'll come and talk to you about it." And he finally arrives there after the sheriff's had that chat with um, Annie and Laurie, and he's like, "Really got to talk to you." And the sheriff's like, "I'll give you two minutes. I'll, yeah. give, I'll give you two minutes. There's been a burglary." Yeah. It's been a burglary. It's this been a shop big has lost burglary. $20 worth of stock. <laughs> and that's double. Well, that's double the biggest crime in this town, all right? Two yeah, knives so, right there. So I'll have a chat to you about this murderer issue that you've got. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we see a lot more, we see a lot more build up. I've lost the um, exact sequence here, but there's at some point where. He also nips to the custodian of the local graveyard and sees that the graveyard has also been nicked. Doesn't he go with the police chief? Maybe uh, is right. it the police chief that oh, goes? No, I there's, know there's a guy there, isn't it? I think it's just a, a grave robber. <laughs> it's yeah, like a, a, a gardener robber. or something. Uh, yeah. the, whole, the whole graveyard was nicked, you just said. Look, the whole <laughs> graveyard, you go there, everything's gone. It's a massive sinkhole. Yeah. He's talking him through it, isn't he? And he, he, the graveyard guy, talks a little bit about the thing. Oh no! After that, there's been no one around since that day, and the house has been empty since those days. And then he's got his little, um, his little graveyard maps. Oh, here we are, 32C. Where they? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. And it's like, oh, rotten kids stealing gravestones. Why do they do? Mate, how many gravestones have you had stolen? Yeah. <laughs> Bloody kids. Bloody kids coming around here with their super strength, ripping them off. Sledgehammering <laughs> <laughs> them. out of the ground. I always thought that was where they took the gravestone and not the the body. Or did he take both? I think he just took the gravestone to do his set piece a bit later on. See, that, that the, the, the main, the scariest thing for me about Michael Myers is that set piece that he builds. Because it's just like so illogical that it kind of illustrates just how much of a psychopath he is. Like, but that's really it's really premeditated though because he's nicked the gravestone and all of those accessories from that shop just to make it yeah but like he's yeah. got his own like inner inner sociopathic logic that doesn't make sense with something that makes sense to me do you know what i mean i find that idea yeah. quite scary that he's you're not you're not a psychopath luke or are you i did the psychopath test uh what did it say? failed failed yeah does that mean you are or you aren't if you yeah fail? that's what i was thinking <laughs> I don't know. I know I'm not a psychopath. I think um, that's, what a that's a good book, by the way. That is what a psychopath would say. But yeah, it's, it's just that's that's quite a scary idea. I think Mike, it's like Jason has this thing where he just goes to kill people at the camp, whereas Michael Myers, um, this whole gravestone thing just baffles me, and I find that quite scary. Just I've no idea why he, uh, why would he even think to do that. 
Arts and Crafts. Got a lot of um, subtext to it. He's been in prison for 15 <laughs> years. Probably should have been sketching it out. You know, when you have like an idea when you're a yeah. kid, because obviously he's been there since he was six. He was like, right, I'll get the gravestone from that woman's grave. Is he drawing crayons? Like yeah, it's like, like yeah. his master's <laughs> wall. Yeah. Let me write this down. Let me write this down. Someone <laughs> let me write it. He's in years, in ca- years of like a, in a catatonic state for all this time. He's just, he hasn't had any sort of any, anything to entertain him. He's had absolutely no stimulation. He's just like, when I get out, I'm going to get a fucking gravestone and I'm going to make a real. Yeah, maybe that's it, though. He, hasn't, that. been, he yeah. hasn't been catatonic because of his, um, you know, ongoing mental problems. He's just been really... Con- he's got, he hasn't yeah. had a pen to write this downwards. So it's like, right, in his head, he's like, gravestone, 12 feet of rope. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's yeah. just going over the list. Um, so what happens... So Dr. Loomis at some point goes to the original house. Um, yeah, he, he nips... This is when he, he nips in again. This is before the sun really goes down. Um, and he goes in with the sheriff and they find out that Michael Myers has been there and we don't see this overtly on the screen but they get in and they go oh what's that and they go oh looks like a dog maybe and then he goes oh he must have been hungry and he was like well hang on you could you can steal knives and things like that why do you have to then eat a dog yeah like, <laughs> like, he, like he spent six years not in prison he clearly liked Halloween so you could have robbed some sweets yeah Candy from people's oh. houses or something, yeah. Yeah, but no, that would have added to the legend for me if he, um, as he's stalking in people's sweets. houses, his hand just his wibbly wobbly hand went into like <laughs> like food bowls, took like some pick and mix, into the, into the mix. mask, poking like a <laughs> Twizzler through the mask hole. Yeah, or get some like watsits or things like that. You <laughs> can have all the all the <laughs> all the snacks, but no. Watsits would stain that lovely clean mask. Lovely yeah, yeah mask. that sounds great, orange And you'd see him like stick his like dusted finger through the hole, <laughs> and it would come out clean. <laughs> <laughs> so that's more horrific than the actual film. <laughs> so no, I yeah. guess to avoid to avoid getting cheesy watsit fingers, he eats dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, he kills Delicious. almost as many dogs as he does people in this film. <laughs> he does, yeah. Um, um, there's a, in the trailer as well for the new one, there's a, there's a dog prominent, so I wonder if that will come no, into... No. Yeah, he won't last very long. Um, so Loomis is uh, showing him around, and he says, the, the sheriff's like, look, mate, I'm, I've got stuff to do. There's something in the oven, you know, pots are on the side, and Loomis is like, okay, well, I'll just hang around here because there's a murderer loose in this town. Yeah, all, and it's like, oh, I... and then that's the sheriff. He goes, oh, maybe I should put it out on radio. And Loomis is like, nah, don't do that, because then yeah. everyone will see him any, everyone will see him anywhere, and your your men will be running all over town. So um, let's just wait just for someone to not, die. Not yeah. do anything. Yeah, and then <laughs> until it's too late. Yeah, yeah, and then when we when we just tell everyone to say nothing but keep their eyes open, and what appears happens is that they do just one of those things because no one does anything and I don't see any policemen around in that street. Yeah. At the same time, on the other side of Haddonfield, Laurie Strode keeps seeing um, Michael. He just keeps popping out of bushes. Yeah, he's been popping out of bushes. And he goes back and... in. Like on The Simpsons. Sort yeah, of and, only, and only yeah. she sees him. This is just after the speed kills bit where... Um, he stepped out from behind the bushes and her mate Annie doesn't see him. Yeah. And then she does. And then she marches over and goes, oh, there's a bloke here. He wants a date with you. And then he's gone, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, there's, he's, he's a trickster. There's a bit. Uh, so I wrote this down as a, as a note. <clears throat> it was a weird dialogue thing. I'm not too sure what the context was. It's, it's always a place to shit. And I'm sure there's a bit in the film where someone says, I'll always have a place to 
and then oh, someone yeah, else says it. shit for the the scene. Yeah, it's, it, it's it's brilliant. It's um it's the friend, and they're talking about. I, I guess it's the blonde friend whose name we is it Linda, who Nancy, is talking about because <laughs> <yeah>, so Sarah <laughs> talks about um. It's that because she's going round to the baby sitting house where Annie's going to be with her boyfriend. And she's like, oh, because they want a place too. Someone interrupts her shit and she goes, I've got one of those. <laughs> she doesn't yeah. have a place to do neck in with her boyfriend, apart from the massive van that they have, but decide they need a house. Yeah. Oh, be, yeah. It's got to be romantic. So, what better than a stranger's parents' house? Yeah. It's a weird, weird like a little line that sort of came out of nowhere. But I mean, John Carpenter's got you know sense of humor, so maybe it's come from there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I think it gets like nighttime now, right? I think the sun goes down and Halloween starts properly. Yeah, we get towards we get towards Halloween properly. Um, everyone's doing their various bits of babysitting. Um, the little boy that Laurie is looking after is a little bit spooked because those rotten bullies have been talking to him about the boogeyman. Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna come and get him? Yeah, and he sees. Uh, Michael outside outside at some point he says there's the boogeyman could just be the he random does. dude but uh... he sees him about half a dozen times it's like bloody not now Bernard he's yeah. like um... yeah. <laughs> he's like oh the boogeyman's outside nah he isn't stop <laughs> <laughs> not taking him seriously at all and a boogeyman shut up <laughs> stop talking about the boogeyman he's not fun but now even though you clearly already freaked out about something just sit down and watch your horror movies yeah. <laughs> There's a point where, like, Laurie Strode is, like, uh, she's seen Michael about six times now. The kid's going on about boogeyman outside, and there's a bit where she's going, you're going crazy, Laurie. Like, yeah, yeah, call, yeah. call the fucking police. Like, yeah. at this point, you need to call someone. Yeah. Haven't you seen anyone strange today? No, what are you on about, idiot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely just your imagination, little boy. Now sit down while I do nothing about this. Yeah. Um, um, I think so it's then, uh, Nan- not Nancy, the girl, the other baby. Annie, girl. right? Okay. Yeah, so I think it's her Annie, moment now. Annie cops it first, doesn't she? Because she is waiting for her boyfriend to come round, and then, I mean, first Michael Myers is doing a bit of spying on her, and she spills the tiniest amount of liquid, which she describes later as butter, but or like <laughs> like over her top. But literally, she's on the phone to Laurie. As it happens, and you see her spill butter on herself through the window, and she goes, "Oh shit! I'm covered in um, I'm covered in this stuff now. I better get changed." And then literally takes all of her, like literally strips down to her pants. She was drinking it... a glass of hot butter, which oh. everyone does. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all my hot butter is all over me. So I'm gonna, and then she's like shouting to the kid. And she doesn't even say butterfingers. If you spill yeah. butter on you, you need to say <laughs> butterfingers. Did you missed Yeah. Um, yeah. So she she strips off to her pants and then nips out to the lawn. Like she shouts to Lindsay, who I've written on my notes is the most ignorant kid in the world. Yeah. Um, she shouts to Lindsay. Says, "Oh, get us a robe or something." And then she nips out to put a wash on. Gets stuck in the. Like an out, stuck, outdoor lawn, like personal yeah, gets, laundrette thing. Gets gets stuck in the window of that. The kid, Lindsay, the second time the phone rings, bothers to answer it and comes out to get her. She's stuck in the window, explains to the kid she was stuck in the window, and then the kid immediately, oh, don't tell anyone I was stuck in the window, that's embarrassing. Goes back in, 
phones the boyfriend back and goes, oh, yeah, sorry she was late. She was stuck in a fucking window, did idiot. She's covered and, in um, butter, though. <laughs> she's covered in butter. She's covered in butter from head to toe. <laughs> yeah, surely she should slip right through. I don't sound yeah. <laughs> Slide right through that window. <laughs> yeah. Greased up like a Scotsman. <laughs> and then, um, so, so, how does she die? So, she goes to get in the car. Oh, no, okay, so she takes Lindsay she drops, to... She drops ignorant Lindsay round to... Round to Scary Pants Tommy's. Scary Pants Tommy's house. <laughs> and then she goes off to go and fetch her boyfriend. While she's on the way, she's doing some singing, you know, a general tune to things that happen in like, I can't find the keys. Yeah. Going to get my boyfriend. No one's possibly here to kill me. And then um she gets a strangling in the car. Yeah, what so that maybe that's the rope. It? It's not the telephone cable. I think that's, that's... Like... It's that's just, oh, no, she gets strangling, right? So he like ramp, grabs her, and then he then he slits her throat. I think. Yeah, right? he does. Yeah, yeah. when after, uh, he gives her a strangling, and uh, their hot breath breath makes the windows all steamy, and Ooh, then like, he, like that then moment of Titanic. Yeah. yeah, his wibbly wobbly fingers are like slipping all over the shop. Yeah, it's like, butter, and he goes, oh, "I just gonna get the knife." Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm not getting, yeah. <laughs> any, not getting any, pur- any purchase at all. Um. Lactose intolerant. Yeah, you get a nice shot of. Um, I think it's the first time we see a bit of a close-up of Michael's face. Yeah, and, um, in the back of the car. It, it's quite. It's kind of scary because it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of obscured a little bit from the glass. But um, it's got like a, a ghoulish sort of. It looks like how the scream mask sort of does, but yeah, obviously that's what that's based on, I guess. But um, um, yeah, it's really good. As well, there's so many nice little looks at it as well. I bet there's some you could probably even miss. The bit when um, she's in the laundry, um, it's a really, really subtle shot of him. You can just see there's like the door and there's another yeah. window at the back, and you just see his little face like having a little, <laughs> <laughs> having yeah. a little pee patter. But um, this is, as you say, one of the first times we get a really, really close look at him um, for any, any type of extended period of time while he's um, choking the life out of uh, Annie. Yeah, I think it was really effective. I think I think I've even read somewhere that. John Carpenter wasn't happy with the mask because it was a bleached, like William Shat the mask. Yeah, wasn't but... it literally like, right, we need a mask to this thing, and they sent out the the interns <laughs> or whatever to get it, and they said, oh, I've got this William Shat the mask that will paint grey. Um, so they, they painted it. it. Yeah, I think they painted it grey. But um, how does it even look like William Shatner? Like, I can't see really any resemblance yeah. to William Shatner. Did, did it have hair with it as well, like the William Shatner bit? I'm Is not that... sure. Um, but can you imagine, like? How different this film would be? Would it have been as well received if there had been the no William Shatner mask or something? Yeah, if it had been a Spock yeah. mask or a Scotty, yeah, or what's a rival? What's a rival franchise that was there? There'd been a Blake Seven mask, C three PO mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It, it does work really well though. Um, and then now we're like, uh, oh shit! I think we missed the point where he kills a dog. Um, he does the dog that hate that loves everyone except um, Nancy. Annie the babysitter. She's like, oh, Kirsty, whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kirsty Michelle. So, um, yeah. so while Suzanne is um, talking about this dog not liking it, it like it goes out and barks, and then you hear it being murdered, and yeah. um, looks like he's strangled that as well. You see him briefly outside, he's probably still hungry after the other dog he ate. Yeah, his stomach's grumbling. He he wants a dog. Um, yeah. And there's there's no butter on this one. He gets some right good purchase on it. Um, <laughs> it's covered in margarine now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Yeah, 
Um, so I think next up for the slaughter is well, while this um, is, I guess we get a bit of build up now because again, Scaredy Pants Tommy sees the boogeyman carry Annie back into the house over the road, and he says, "Oh, he's got, the boogeyman's got her." And again, yeah. Laurie's is this, like, oh. "This is uh, what's it? Um, what's the girl called? The little girl, Kirsty, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay, ignorant, Jesus yeah. Christ, in, ignorant <laughs> Lindsay." So. so Lindsay, this is Lindsay's house that she's taken her into. Um, no, Lindsay. Yeah, he's gone back into Lindsay's house, which right, is okay. where she was, which is where she was originally, and um, she yeah. took Lindsay over to Scaredy Pants Tommy's house, and then they're both together. So Laurie looks out the window, gets pissed off that Tommy is now scaring Lindsay, who then's like, "Oh, I believe you, Tommy. It's um, I believe the boogeyman was really there." Um, they go, oh, "Get back to watching the thing from another world," and um, hello. And- It'll all be all right. At that point, Linda Jesus phones. Linda, right? Yeah, so the blonde friend, whose name I'm not sure was Linda. It might be someone else as well. So so Linda then phones up and says, oh, um, where? Oh, no, she doesn't phone up yet. She's outside in the car. And this is where I said there's some problematic dialogue because Linda is out in the car with her boyfriend, whose name is Bob, I think. And they're, they're getting a bit frisky, having a couple of beers in there, and they're going through their strategy. And they're like, right, we're going to go inside, chat for a little bit, then Annie will distract uh, ignorant Lindsay, and then we'll go upstairs, and it's the first bedroom on the left. So, And then he's like, so go through the plan with me again. And then their boyfriend, old Bob, reads it through, like, okay, so... I tear off your clothes, then yeah. you tear off my clothes, and then we both tear off Lindsay's clothes. And I was like, Lindsay's the kid, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're subtly making... Probably like, having a similar problem to me. Like, all yeah, these names so, are... She's like, so, you're Lindsay's 10 years old. What? No, I meant uh, Kirsty. Susan. Uh, yeah. Sharon. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyone. Like, I meant Petra. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... I. Uh, I had to rewind it and watch it again. He does say Lindsay, and I was like, "What? Well, I've just written here Lindsay!" Exclamation <laughs> mark. Um, and then, um, yeah, they go, they go inside. Um, I think that actually them going inside was um, there might be something in between. Like maybe we see Laurie, um, you know, seeing the boogeyman or something outside. Then, but then. Um, this is when we first as they get into the house no one's in there it's all pitch black they immediately start necking on the sofa and yeah. then they give Laurie a ring and say oh she's um she's not back yet what should we what should we do and then um, she goes oh she's probably just out getting her boyfriend she's meant to pick him up so um yeah. she'll be back in a bit. so um that's when they go upstairs to have they realize they can abandon the plan to distract ignorant Lindsay and can just go immediately upstairs to have some sex up there. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what they do. Although they are temporarily interrupted because poor Bob gets his rhythm thrown off by the phone ring and he's really pissed off. He's like, fuck's sake, can't, can't concentrate with the phone ringing. Who is it on the phone? It's uh, it's Laurie to say, I think, Oh no, we don't know who it is on the phone. It's Loomis. possibly hello. It's it's possibly no one because right. they can't answer the phone in case it's Lindsay's parents because they obviously they're not meant to uh, be there. Okay, yeah. So well, they the just parents it... ring their own bed phone. Yeah. Check it, just <laughs> to check if anyone's having yeah. sex in it. Are you in my bed? <laughs> oh, sex in my bed, are you? No, <laughs> that, no. the whole setup right for this. Uh, it's just the whole setup for this is so complicated, isn't it? 
Yeah. People are, people are all going time, to yeah. different places and different houses and kids go into different houses and yeah. people having sex in beds. It's like, can, can it just be streamlined a bit more? Yeah. Like everyone's in the same place or what? No wonder a, no wonder a murderer was able to run amok in the town yeah. because yeah. all the adults in the street appear to have gone out. Yeah. Where um, have they gone? They've gone to like a swingers party. Halloween yeah, swingers that's it. Dogging. The, um, yeah, so also, really... uh, you have point, made a big point. I've just gone through the cast uh, again on IMDb. We've got Laurie, Linda, Lindsay, Loomis. There's so many L names in this. That's that's a young writer's uh, a common problem, I think. Using the same letter for most of your names make them sound too similar. But um, uh, okay. yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. He had a obviously Do, has a thing Loomis, Laurie, Lauren, Lindsay, Linda, Lin- <laughs> Luke. So Leonard. <laughs> Le- so Leanne is. <laughs> so they he gets off the phone. Um, and then the distraction of the phone over, they're able to complete their sex like moments later. Complete, um, complete their sex. They, sex they, complete. He does. Yeah. He says sex complete, and he literally just rolls straight off, and then gives us some immediate shits like, "Oh, do you want a beer?" He's like, "Yeah." Yeah, he's kind of angry right. now. Yeah. Shall I go and get it? Yeah. It can all. It all. And all you can say is yeah, yeah. And then she turns it around on him and goes, "In that case, you go and get me a beer." And he's like, "Thought you gave me one." And he's like, "Nah, <laughs> nah, you're going now." And then he, um, so he nips off, and he does the classic. And I guess this is where Scream got it from, because he's right like, back. "Oh, I'll be right back." Yeah. And then um, he I'll heads downstairs right and um, gets a strangling, doesn't he? From he gets um, a uh, stabbing through the chest or something. Because he he sort of shunks him into the wall, and he's sort of stuck there. You know yeah. I mean? he, um, it's a very Michael Myers is a very efficient um, killer, isn't he? So he picks him up and he has a real intense stare at him while he's um, strangling him. And then yeah. a single stab manages to transfix him to the wall. Yeah. Um, so so he's, right been, he's been in a catatonic state. Uh, was he catatonic whilst he was doing his press-ups? Like, how is he I, so incredibly strong? Yeah. I guess he was catatonic. He put all his energy into growing. Yeah, he's fought, and, <laughs> fought about growing. Like, Growing, thinking about is you know when you're really hungry, you're not really hungry, really full of dinner. You have to think about digesting your dinner so it goes down. Is that true? It's a bit that like work? that, yeah, yeah. Just sit and think about it quietly. So he's um, <laughs> toilet time. <laughs> so um, so um, that's what he's been doing, I guess, and like maybe thinking about his list for his diorama he's going to make, and steroids, that, the Bruce Lee, yeah. the Bruce Lee one inch punch, but with stab. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he kills. Bobbitts, Bob. and yeah, then Bobbitt. uh, he goes upstairs. He's like, you know what? I've, I've killed a couple of things now, and I want to mix it up a bit. So he puts on his uh, puts on a sheet, or maybe he does, he does he that by accident. A bit, of, <laughs> a bit, a bit of humor. Yeah, like I'll pretend to be a spooky ghost, um, and then he comes upstairs like, did <laughs> you hear that noise? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, um, she. Again, she assumes it's Bob because, as well as the sheet, he's put on um, he's put on a, his Bob's glasses, hasn't he? Right, yeah. O- over the eye holes. Almost seems like a character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did he actually do that? Did he put the glasses on? Yeah, he puts the glasses on. Oh, an absolute. Inter- Unless it's like a, like a, a technique, like you to draw her closer, um, yeah. so she won't run away or something. Yeah. Um, it just points out as he's killing her later because that wasn't to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was that was a strategic move. Yeah. Um, so when he gets closer, she 
instead of trying to phone the police when she's running in panic, unless the phone rings and it happens to be Laurie, um, she runs down and she's on the phone. Laurie assumes it's them having doing some more pranks um, because earlier in the phone she has like a silent call from from this girl. So um, she assumes this time that this time is them doing a screaming phone call joke. Although I would argue that sort of sex screaming noises on the phone probably sound a little bit different. I haven't done the experiment. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> yeah. But I would imagine that sex, sex screaming probably sounds a little different from being strangled to death screaming. Yeah. When you do your experiment, please send me the findings. Yeah, I think it depends, depends what you're into, Andy, doesn't it, really? Like... Yeah. Although, would it be difficult <laughs> to do that now because he uses a phone wire to do it and who even has a house phone, let alone not a cordless one? It's the charging cable. It's the USB yeah. cable. Yeah. Oh, around. he's going to USB it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she gets cabled. Um, and yes. then I guess at this point, Loomis is, um, he's been hanging around the outside the house. He's been scaring kids. I think. Yeah, because it's, it's those bullies, isn't it? The bullies go to the uh, Myers house and he's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he looks super happy with himself when he does that as well. Yeah. There's a bit when he's standing them. in a bush as well. Um he must get some dodgy looks in that big coat. He's got no trousers so. on. That particular <laughs> he's got no some butter on his coat. trousers. Yeah. Big coat in a bush outside a notoriously haunted and creepy house in the neighbourhood, whisper yeah. shouting at kids in yeah. a raspy voice. At some point he finds his car, um, like the insane asylum car, um, and then that's how he knows for definite Michael is here. I don't know how, <laughs> he, how he finds yeah. out where, where he is, though. I think that's the point, though. He, he doesn't really, does he? Because it's in the neighbourhood, and he's just been, he's just been hanging out and waiting. And doesn't the sheriff come back? And he goes, "Ah, oh, he hasn't come back. Better give up." And he wanders off a little bit, which is what puts him into range of Laurie's screaming later on. Right. Okay. Yeah. But with that little break, that's how we find that. I guess Laurie's either seen something. I guess it's after the call. She goes round to see. She basically the phone hangs up when um, Linda's been strangled to death. And ironically, I bet she feels bad for this afterwards. She says, if you're messing about, I'm going to kill you. Little did she know. Oh, um, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she goes around to tell him off and looking about and um, goes up the, the room and then she stumbles into Michael's diorama, right? She, find, she finds the body of Annie <laughs> on the bed with the gravestone and then what's his name? swings down from the ceiling yeah. and then in the cupboard... She almost she might she would have missed that if she didn't fall into that cupboard while screaming. Yeah. Yeah. It, it falls open and um What's the name? And hanging Linda out. Linda Laura Lauren is yeah. in there. Um dead as well. And then at that point, that's when Does Michael come out and scare her then? Does he, he comes, give her he comes a... out he comes out and tries to stab her, but he like slashes her arm. Oh he does, yeah. It's it's this moment where you think he's got a free shot here and he's just completely fucked it. And he, yeah. he wrecks a blouse though, but don't worry, it's not Laurie's blouse that's expensive. It's uh, Linda who, when uh, Bob talks about ripping off, because don't rip my blouse, mates. Costs a lot. Oh yeah. We don't, we don't know how much Laurie's blouse costs. It could Primark, be cheap. Primark yeah. blouse, I think. Primarni, yeah. Uh, I think there's a bit of a chase around the house now. Um, this this basically goes into the cupboard, the wardrobe. In the, that's that's in, in Skeddy Pants uh, house. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. This is. This is where she runs downstairs and Michael Myers has locked the back door by propping a rake against it. So yeah. she breaks the window, knocks it over so she can get out of <laughs> the house. 
Right, okay. And, um, yeah, that was, really, the, that was random, wasn't it? In the five minutes that she's been out checking out this murder house, Scaredy Pants Billy's gone to bed and she's beating on the door trying to get back in and Michael Myers is casually walking across the road towards her to get her. And as well as him walking very slowly to get her, the little kid takes ages to answer the door. She has to, like, she bangs on the door and shouts to be let in. Um, and nothing happens. She wazzes a plant pot at the window, smashes oh, yeah, it, yeah. and he's still... And she wazzes. She wazzes. doesn't hear it. It is spooky, though, so you might. Yeah. Um, he comes to the window, like, literally, like, in the two minutes she's been away, he's gotten to bed and been fast asleep. He's like... Oh, it's the middle of the night or something. And it's like, like, 45 it's like, seconds. It's like, who is it? And it's like, you think it is? It's your babysitter. Let me back in. And he comes to the door really casually, like, trotting down the stairs. Where's, Lin- where's uh, Ignorant Lindsay? Ignorant um, Lindsay. I don't know. She's probably still watching um, the thing. Ignorant Lindsay. Yeah, probably not answering the door like she didn't answer the phone. <laughs> yeah. When someone's stuck in a window. All this is um, happening, and Lindsay doesn't even. Doesn't even recognise it. D- d- doesn't even register. Yeah. Ignorant old Lindsay. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and um, so she lets she gets let in. She slams the door immediately. But um, she send the kid upstairs to bed because then this is when she sits on the sofa, and um, Michael Myers, yeah, gives him a knitting needle right in the neck. Oh. And then it looks like he's dead. He kind of yeah. falls down. And this, this is this a couple of times. I keep thinking you need to confirm the kill. Yeah, you can't Fool just me like once. yeah. She like she falls down. I think she turns around, and then she's just letting him do his thing behind her. That sounds weird. Yeah. But um, <laughs> then uh, does she get the phone out or something, or does she? She's I think does she go? She has, sits and takes a minute, and then yeah. she goes up and sees what's going on with the kids, and takes her time to explain that the boogeyman is gone because she's killed him. Um, and that's when he comes back again. He comes back up the stairs. And again, she sends the kids into the bathroom, tells them to lock the door, runs into the bedroom, and then opens the window and hides in the cupboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is one of the iconic bits of Halloween, right? When he's when she's in the cupboard and he's searching the room and you can see through the, you know, through the slats there yeah. that he's gonna that he's gonna come in. And then instead of opening the door sensibly. <laughs> he just smashes his fist through it, doesn't he? Yeah. Smashes his fist through it, and then she gives him a coat hanger in the eye, and he um, oh, drops yeah, it. Horrible. That made me feel she, she drops his. Yeah, he drops his with eye. Michael at that point. You never yeah. coat hanger a man in the eye. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> um, he drops his knife, and then she stabs him with it, and assumes for the second time in this movie that he's definitely dead. Yeah. Um, and at this point, Loomis has heard. Or he's on his Loomis way. Loomis has heard the commotion um, and is... Oh, he's sort of... This is when he's given up, I think. He's given up waiting in the house. Oh, I've been waiting here two hours now. I'm going. So he goes off. Um, and then Laurie gets the kids out of the of the room they've locked themselves in and says, oh, go and run out into the street screaming and then phone the police. And they follow yeah. her orders to the letter. Lindsay is not phased at all, obviously. Yeah. But um is straight they they go out and scream, which is what directs Loomis to this particular house. Right, okay, yeah. So um, Loomis rocks up. Well, before that, um Michael he's just he's just st- like standing up all creepy, right? So if he's lying Yeah, down. he does a he does a sit up like the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, maybe that's where the under, maybe that's where the Undertaker got that from. And then when people compared it to Michael Myers, he said he'd never seen the film. Maybe I should watch it. Maybe no, I should watch it. So Paul, Bear, Paul Bearer said, "Don't bother watching it." Yeah, uh, yeah gimmick infringement. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then again, Michael Taxer, uh, Loomis rocks up just in time, swinging his six shooter. He does. He pops, pops caps. A few, yeah, <laughs> pops a few caps. In Michael's ass and he chest, pops so many, in, so many in him that he blasts him right out the window, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he falls down a flight, lands on the on the it's soft a, garden. It's a floor. really classic sound effect, isn't it? Like that is the quintessential hitting the ground, <laughs> like the crunch. <laughs> it's like uh, that sound now. Whether it was a stock sound that people had before, or whether it became one afterwards, that is the one. Is it like the Wilhelm scream? Yeah, right. but it's like the oh, yeah. it's like the thump on the ground. Oof! The Wilhelm thump. Um, yeah. So again, they, they they see him on the dead on the floor, and they think, "Yeah, he's dead." Nah, don't worry about him. Um, unless it's like an old game where the when you kill something, it just evaporates. Like yeah. the next time we look, he's just yeah. gone. Yeah, I'll go down and get the coins that he's turned into. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, oh, I didn't write this down. Do you guys remember? There's something that. That like because Laurie's gone temporarily insane. She's like, oh, this is the boogeyman. And then Loomis turns around and says, you know, something like, which is no comfort to a truly traumatized girl or not. Like, very well believe it was, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it yeah. was the bloody devil. He just wants a new patient because his old patient's dead now. He's done a runner. Yeah. He's like, Did you say you're curably insane or incurably <laughs> insane because I've been burned before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and then that's how it ends. I mean, credits roll at that point. Um, yeah, it's a direct. It's a direct, like really sharp end. Right, there's a quick tour around the house, like it's. Yeah. Uh, and then we hear we hear some breathing as well while there's a tour around the house, which kind of like shows he could be anywhere. He could be anywhere in that house now, yeah. or outside. <laughs> anywhere in this two bedroom house. Yeah, yeah he could be anywhere. Where is he going to be? Yeah. <laughs> Find his keepers. Look under the sofa. Look in the shower. Yeah. Oh, he's in the kitchen. Michael, you're right. <laughs> Um, okay, so trivia. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Let's just take it in turns. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so number one. Uh, some critics have suggested that Halloween may encourage sadism and misogyny by audiences identifying with its villain. Is this true or false? <laughs> well, uh, probably, probably true, I guess. Someone's probably, someone's probably said it's that. It's true. Well, it, it does say it's true, but I don't really understand how anyone could claim that people were identifying with its villain. It just seems to me like such a he's the bad like he's not even like a uh he's not even like a proper like a motivation. Like it's such an like how could you mo- how could you Oh with, bloody like, I hate babysitters. What a bunch of fucking twats yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> babysitters yeah. whose names begin with L. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they can they can rot. Okay, yeah. number number two and three are kind of linked. Um number two, what was the film made for? What was the budget for the film? Get whoever's closest gets was the it biscuit. Like in in the hundred thousands? Well, you tell me. Is it? <laughs> not, we're not gonna... Five 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 hundred thousand. Okay, okay, Andy. I'm gonna go with five hundred. No, no, I'm gonna go um <laughs> seven hundred and fifty thousand. So, Ben, you've got that one. It's three hundred thousand uh, dollars. The uh, film was made for number three. Then, uh, how much did it gross? How much did the film gross? How much did it make? Six million. Is that 
original box office or is that like how much has it made today? Uh, original box office. Original box office. Is it adjusted for inflation? Not that it's going to help me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, not um, I'm going to say it made $12 million. What did you say, Ben? Six. Six. Okay. It made $47 million. Jesus. Uh, oh, it's one of the most profitable films um, ever, ever made. Um, it, you know, spawned franchise. It's, um, oh. I think Ben, you think you took the, took the biscuit on that one? On, the, on both of those. So well done, Ben. Well, no, yeah, but Andy said 12 and I said 6. Oh, yeah. Okay, you both get half the biscuit. That's yeah! the closest without going over. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so before the film was called Halloween, uh, the film had a different title. Was it A, Baby's Day Out? B, Taking the Mick? C, The Babysitter Murders? Or D, I'm a Big Boy Now? <laughs> What's I'm, gonna, I'm hoping C. Is it? I'm going to go with C. <laughs> it was C. The babysitter murders. Um, although I would have preferred. I'm a big boy now. I'm a big boy now. Yeah, yeah. I'm a good mommy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Lin- Lindsay, Linda, and Lin. Lin- yeah. Lindsay, Linda, and Lynn get lynched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number five. What time signature is the Halloween theme? Written and composed and, and performed by John Carpenter. What time signature uh, is it performed in? Three, three, four. Yeah. Three, four. Andy, trying to dick all about music. Oh no, no, wait, 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 no, no. Now that you've had your answer. <laughs> oh no. In, in, uh, in a lot of interviews, he does, he does. John Carpenter does talk about it a fair, a fair bit. He's kind of proud of it, I think. Um, I don't even know if this is a thing. I'm going to say three, six. It's five four, so uh, um, yeah, I think um, yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very prog, isn't it? It's very like a, it's, that, it's like a, it's like a rush riff when you think about it. Yeah, I think he said like did, his, his dad did, was did, um, did, 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 did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said something about his dad was a musician, um, and his dad mm. was talking about five four time signature, and I think he was just playing a little riff on the piano just to get a feel for the time signature, and then it ended up becoming the the sort of theme. But um, yeah, so I don't know who won that one. Uh, both of us, maybe. Both all three of us. I mean, everyone's yeah. a winner when it comes to trivia, right? Yeah. Like, we're, all, we've all had we're all a bunch I mean, of objective. We're all exactly, a bunch yeah. of absolute winners. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, ratings. Ratings and reviews. Um, I think I know I'm going to go for. Uh, but Andy, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, go on then. It's, it's tough to call. I think the influence of it is undeniable. Um, watching it in comparison to some others, it's not one I could watch as regularly as some of the others. Um, I noticed as we were watching, actually, it's really, it's like really heavily like backloaded. No, Michael doesn't actually kill any people apart from when he was a kid. Like the the adult murders don't start until fifty minutes into the movie of like a ninety minute film. Yeah, like it's yeah. um, it's really it's really heavy. But the the cinematography and the music's fantastic as well. So as much as I couldn't watch it very as regularly or have maybe as much fun as some of the arguably less quality slasher movies. Any 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 you can name right now? Any slashes come uh, to mind? Slashes come to mind. Like I do love Friday the Thirteenth. I was very surprised this doesn't feature on the list at all. Yeah, none of none of them. Not and even part love, six. Yeah, not even Manhattan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, uh, an unusual one I found a couple of years ago. Um, 
sleepaway camp is incredible. It's awful, yeah. but it is, you know, the creativity of the murders. There's some bees. There's um, <laughs> a nice, t- there's a nice twist to the end. And if you haven't seen sleepaway camp, don't Google it. Just watch it, and then send us a live reaction. Okay, I've heard a similar thing for one called Pieces as well. I've seen the I artwork. Never... The artworks of just the guy holding a chainsaw and there's like loads of limbs around. So got, have you guys? Have you guys played Until Dawn as well? No, I, I have not. That. Yeah, I really, um, yeah. really, really like to. In the interest of closing a point, though, I'm still going to give it a. I'm still going to give it a B. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of similar to, to Andy. I kind of feel like I enjoyed it for what it was, but at the same time, it doesn't compare to other other sort of slashers for me. And it because obviously. We've seen so many iterations of the, of the slasher film and so many ridiculous levels, like the next step up and what can be, you know, uh, Freddy versus Jason, uh, Jason X when he's in space and shit. This kind of felt like, yeah, it, it felt like the, the, the ready salted flavor slasher film, didn't it? It felt like the plain digestive biscuit. But yeah. it's John Carpenter, I love it. But I probably would go a little bit less than Andy for this one, just in terms of how much uh-huh. I'd like to rewatch it. So I'll probably just go for a C plus on this. C for controversial. I was going to give her a B as well for the, for the exact same points, really. Um, but I do feel like some of the um, the cinematography is, is uh, from the slash I've seen, I feel like this is one of the most competent ones, like one of the most well yeah. put together films. And it, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's a classic. It's, um, I know some people watch this every year for like Halloween. And I think that's kind of um, wasting your time. <laughs> I know it didn't go that way, but I really got watching it today. Um, you know when they started planning these, uh, like Halloween two follows directly on from the end of this one, and then Halloween three is the completely random one with the masks and the three. Yeah, it's the Halloween. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I know these were originally meant to be like, um, like, like Cloverfield movies, right? Episodic and not necessarily connected. I think that's what they decided felt, with number three, right? And then they realised. Look that... at if you look at this one. Imagine this film as just a standalone episodic thing. Yeah. that was never going to be followed up. Obviously, with its success, a sequel was generated, but um, you can really see if the intent was there to make this like an episodic, standalone thing, it actually worked really well. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, Every Halloween, think, you have a different, like a yeah. Black Mirror-style self-contained yeah. story, yeah. I think, I'm not sure if that was the plan after they did number two or whether that was the original plan, but for me, watching it, knowing that that was at some point a plan... I think that 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 sort of carries over quite, you know, quite clearly that like, oh, you're planning this as like, you know, like when you have like an Outer Limits or a Twilight Zone where you can leave something on a bit of a hanger, like, oh, what happens? Well, we're never going to tell you, but that's how it is. I guess, but then people saw this and this film obviously did as well as it did. They're like, we can't mess with that formula too much because it made 47 million (laughs) million dollars. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually... So as I'm not a big Halloween person, but seeing the trailer for the new one, which I guess takes the like doesn't take Halloween two into account, um, and it's just a straight another straight sequel, right? I think uh, I think he just kind of washes the slate clean. Is it from the very beginning again? Like, does no, it, is wait, it because so oh, it's seen it comes back? It's after because it's old. Um, it follows it's old Larry, isn't it? Yeah, it follows this first one that we, that we watched this week um, and I, I think it takes account of any of the others at all um, but yeah I'm kind of excited about that it should be good yeah I like the um, I saw you know one of those um, YouTube videos you get with like the, the circles and the and the big arrows 
they pointed out some like attention to detail and he has right. the where he gets knitting needled and it punctures the mask. Sort of they showed him the a new one, there's yeah. a little hole in it. So that's also, pretty cool. Also, Laurie's got the scar down her arm where, where she gets slashed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of attention to detail. I mean, I don't know how the rubber in that mask hadn't perished over all this time, but we can... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cool. Okay, yeah, next week um, we're doing number four on the list. Uh, I think Andy, you joined us for that as well, right? Yeah, is it? Is it the thing? It is the thing, yeah. Yeah, I shall. I'll, I'll be back. Another John, John Carp- Carpenter. John Carpenter, double bill. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually watched it fairly recently, but I'm looking forward to watching it again. It is, is a always, pretty good classic. Yeah, yeah, love love, love that one. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, also, just uh, one last thing. Did you guys watch the new Predator trailer? Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen a new one yet. I haven't seen a new one yet. I no. wasn't sure from the first trailer, but this trailer, I'm uh, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm. Um, I know it's get bigger a bit of hate because it looks kind of like schlocky, eighties sort of horror. But like, that's exactly what I want from Predator film. I don't yeah. like anything else. Yeah, I think I'll go and watch it in a second. Actually, yeah. Yeah, it's um a proper red band trailer where we get like proper action and everything like I'm expecting in the film. Yeah. None of this like AVP movies that were like a twelve A. It's a oh, proper yeah. brutal looking Predator movie. It looks great. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. We've got a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovac Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoy, if you enjoyed the show, give us a five star rating review on iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my regular co host Ben for being over a horror dude. But also thanks to Andy for coming on the show once again. Thank Thanks, you guys. Thanks, right. Andy. Thanks, Luke. Thank you. So we'll, uh, I'll send a biscuit in the post, and we'll be back next week. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.